Hello one and all, let's do the housekeeping. Apologies to anybody that went to Subscribestar to watch the replay of mine and James Goddard's first episode of Vile.News. The video got copyright struck and flagged, but I've re-uploaded it now without the offending music and it's there on the replay for $5. This Friday is going to be a corker as we've got Nick Griffin on to talk about the events in Liverpool last week as well as the drag queen at the Tate and much, much more exclusively on dlive.tv slash vile.radio from 8pm or on the Subscribestar if you want to watch the replay. Today I'm speaking to Tommy Coyle, a musician who's spotted somewhat of a gap in the market. He writes the kind of music that we really ought to be hearing a lot more of, so please show him your love and support by following him on the various channels. Always censored, never silent, this is Unwashed. Is a moose, the boosh, swallowed up in no time. Yeah. 
Right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to be here today with another musician in exile, Tommy Coyle. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks, man. Good to be talking to you. Yeah, I, I'm very excited because we, yeah, um, I don't generally cover it on my channel, but music has always been my main thing. It was my entire life um, up until shortly before COVID when I was, have you actually been like properly cancelled as a musician? Um, well, it depends what sense. I mean, I, I had a song called Vac, I had a song called The Day, um, mm -hmm. and it got featured on David Icke's website and I was so chuffed about that. But then after it started to clock up views, it was pulled after about three days for medical misinformation, which I was just simultaneously like ecstatic about but also, like, annoyed. I didn't know whether to be annoyed or, like, happy about it. So, yeah. Because yeah, it's just artistic expression. Was that quite early as well? I remember it. It was about August 2021. Yeah, which, to be honest, feels early in the grand scheme of things, because 2020, I don't, I don't remember seeing any music in 2020. That would have been far too early. I think the first thing mm. I found was probably Inspector Veg in the summer of yeah. 2021 mm -hmm. yeah and his stuff is still on youtube i think it might have been something to do with my music video that made it if, if i would have made a bit uh, it, my music video had a lot of sort of anti-v memes in it and it, it i was almost asking for it calling it v-day as well but i like someone suggested to change the title so i didn't get it cancelled but i was like I almost wanted to get it cancelled just to so, sort of prove to people that censorship was happening. And even though it's clearly happening, no one seems to care. I think that's part of the point, actually, is um, like, I like doing this. I like, basically, I've turned my life into a bit of a sort of performance piece where hope not hate this organization will write about me in a couple of weeks. I can't wait for it. Uh, calling me a horrible, nasty fascist again. Uh I wonder if they put that because I've been quite explicit that I'm I don't believe in the state at all. So defining me as a fascist is very strange. Um, but basically, like, I've, I haven't committed a crime at any point in this journey. I haven't been particularly nasty to anyone apart from people that I have just spotted are liars. And then I'm just like, well, you're lying. And that's why I'm going after them. Um, and I've generally been quite good humoured about it, but but every slur is is applied to me, and it did. It, you know, I do think the people from my old life, the music life, are scared of me, legitimately scared of me at this point. Have you have you got any of this? Have you got people distancing? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind I kind of like it, man, because it's like I went to an open mic night in Leeds at a place called the Fenton. And I, as, I, as I was starting to play a song, I was like, this is an anti-lockdown song. And the guy who was hosting it said, get off my stage. And I was like, what? And he was like, get off my stage. And I was like, so, so I can't play? And he was like, yes. And I was like, put my guitar down. And as I got off the stage, I was like debating with the people in the audience. I was like, do you think this is right that you, I'm not allowed to play an anti-lockdown song? And everyone like was just like giving me shit. Like, I think someone said something like, can I ask, are you an anti-V? Uh, you know, 
And I was like, well, I'm against the C the the C V. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I, I... and and the guy was like, Oh, that's all I needed to know. And like I ended up getting like asked to leave. And I, and I just I let I left this open mic night just being like, what has England turned into? It's just you can't even play a song in an open mic night without kind of be you know being told to leave and as i walked out of the open mic night i heard this like cheer like on these like because it's like a student pub so i I, t I tend to see that like it seems to be the sort of student people who are more brainwashed and the people who are more educated on this stuff they seem to be whereas someone who like didn't like look into didn't get that like kind of student type brainwashing they wouldn't care. You see what I mean? Well, there's something about that age group. When you went, it reminded me of a few times when like, I'm honest with people about what I do and how I've spent my time over the last two years protesting and, and interviewing a lot of people who've had their lives wrecked. And, oh, my God, the amount of responses I've had from sort of lads in, let's say, early 20s, who sort of show off how many injections they've had and the fact that they're fine and this stuff. They they are actually like jeering about the fact that nothing's gone wrong with them and therefore we have been proved wrong. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's revealed, like, that is such a stark example of the apartheid. It's amazing that you got kicked out for not even playing the song. You didn't even get to play the song. Mm. And it was sorry. What? When was that? That was about. Oh, seems like about six months ago. Um. And um. Yeah, I don't. I think things are changing slowly. I'm noticing that people are slowly changing. I, I'm actually starting to not get into that divisive thing anymore whereas about six months or a year ago i i would i would get quite into the divisive thing because i would i would want to prove myself right and now i'm starting to realize that the best way to do it is to realize that these people are are kind of victims as well and yeah. to come from like a kindness standpoint but it's it's very hard though when they're when they're being so like unreasonable i don't think there's any point putting yourself in a scenario that's just aggressive like I don't, I think that's just horrible for you uh, and your psyche. And I'm sure there was some example of it. No, actually, it was the first gig I went to after lockdown. Um, I went with somebody that I'd been to the protests with, um, and I'd had these tickets. I bought them like early 2020, so they'd been put off for what a full two years. Um, and I remember going to that one and feeling like the two of us had to sort of almost hide our identities in there and be hush hush and when we were talking openly it was like is anyone going to pick up on this i wonder if anyone else is like us in here because it was it was the first time i'd been to something that wasn't like our guys in a pub um mm. i got so used to speaking completely freely now and and i'm not sure i like going back into environments where you where you're not I think that sounds horrible what you went through. Mm, it was it was kind of annoying, but almost feel like there's as many positives as there is by negatives. I mean, like I know who my tribe is now. 
and like I I didn't always know that before. It was like hard to to work out who I would get on with, and uh, now it's like instantaneously if you go to one of these awake festivals, you know that everyone there is going to be you're going to click with them whereas if before you wouldn't have been able to do that so easily would you you know what's interesting like i can go to these kind of events and you can disagree with someone about something and get into a heated debate just like the good old times with my mates like that's actually how it used to be in the pub you used to be able to have quite stern disagreements within your group of friends um all right you might you you probably had some you probably broadly agreed on the big stuff else you wouldn't be friends like your general lifestyle is going to be the same but i remember having some close friends that were really like passionate about things that the rest of us were like no no that doesn't make sense um and it, and it was never an issue and it's not it's not actually covid where i think this it, that was that was a huge turning point but for me this started in 2016 did you get into any scrapes prior to covid or not in terms of political you just said can you say the c word on this then yeah yeah we just okay. uh oh, well who knows who knows let's go for it then <laughs> um to be honest i hated politics i never really understood it so like prior to this you know when all the I thought someone called it the 2016 effect, the stuff with like Trump and was Brexit. It Brexit. I didn't, I, I didn't understand any of that. Like, I, I'm a bit like, I got, I'm quite like a conspiracy theorist, and I researched 9 11, read loads of books on that, and I'm into like psychology and stuff like that. But I never got into politics because I literally don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why they even allowed us to vote in the Brexit Remain thing. Like, why did they allow us to vote on that, but not on? not on whether we go into a mass house arrest. So like, it was just things about the world that I didn't understand. And I just found politics so boring. Um, and so when people started talking about Trump and how he was bad and how this one's good, and it's just, I just didn't give it any, like, pay any attention to it. And I, since uh, 2020, I've started to like, get into it a lot more because I'm realizing that actually I know more than most people about it because most people 90% of people think that everything that's happened is is just a virus that happened to spring up and everything that's happened is just a government response to it when it's clearly not I mean I can't I mean I'm I can't believe people think that you know putting people into stuff like tier three restrictions is, is some kind of response to a virus with a 99.7% survival rate and that's if you believe the PCR testing. I mean, it's just so obvious, isn't it? No, there's so many holes in it. You don't... You, I want to say you don't have to be smart to see through this, but you, we all know you've got to have something else. And I think we're all struggling to put our, our finger on what it is. Um, I It must be a lack of faith in what's out there in the information that's being fed to you. Uh, like you've got to, I guess, have started with some skepticism, but people come to this from all angles. You know, there really is no single thing that seems to um, bring people to it. The only thing I've been able to spot is I don't think there's many atheists. <laughs> you don't think there's many atheists, atheists among who, sorry? Uh, among those that can see through the bullshit. 
Yeah, um, I, I do see patterns among the people who are awake. A lot, most people who are awake, they woke up to 9-11. And it also tends to be people who have done like shadow work or some or been through trauma and stuff like that of some uh they because someone told me that um have you heard of mk ultra yeah of course i've just finished reading trans nation uh, uh formation of america is that what it's called transformation of america Are you aware of it no no it's that a book yeah it's a book by kathy o'brien who is a right mk kathy o'brien survivor yeah Oh, you got you got to read the whole book. It's right. um, I know the shape and size of every president's penis. What she said, though, did she? Oh no 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 no. She she was a sex slave. Yeah 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 no but yeah um, yeah, yeah I, I mean that yeah the 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 basic thrust of that book and her message is that those techniques that were trialed on her were always intended for mass use on the population through media through mm. movies and tv shows and everything yeah i mean that's the m the kathy o'brien mk ultra stuff was something i only got into about six months ago and but that was a, that was another big revelation because i was she was saying something like it was all the mk ultra research which which was what they used for the kind of lockdown um sort of psychology because it was like they like built up the fear in like march 2020 to this point of like nine ten out of ten and it was very like i could you could feel it couldn't you it felt like a different planet for a for a minute hmm. and then like right at that point they went you're in lockdown and when that came up it was a bit like the way when the twin towers fell everyone i think when the twin towers fell when it fell they thought it was an explosion but then they blocked it out and I think that's similar to what MK Ultra is. It's, I mean, when they went, when we went into the lockdown, in what they initially, everyone initially thought this is tyranny, but then it, the unconscious mind takes over or something, and it blocks out. Because, I mean, like, how can you, how can you really believe that going into a lockdown for any reason is not tyrannical, unless you've had some kind of a brainwashing thing happen to you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, one thing I've noticed, and I've actually been testing it on people that are um, boosted to the hilt, is the level of amnesia and what they don't remember and checking, do you remember when the care workers got fired? No. Do you remember when the NHS workers were about to get fired? No. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? They don't remember it. And I think you've really hit on something there because that's the key with trauma isn't it you go through something traumatic and then you don't think about it i mean what i found what what i found most sort of shocking and heartless um let's say in 2020 and 2021 was anyone let's say we're like six months into this lockdown nonsense or we're in the second one or something and people are, are posting uh i don't know pictures of them in the garden making the most of it and going well you know it wasn't so bad for me i didn't mind working from home it's like why are you thinking about yourself instead of the person who had the worst time because of this because so because mm. 
me, like I, I was just divorced and I'd moved back in with my parents just, really? just, just before this. How old are you, man? If you don't I'm, I'm 33. Okay. Uh, so I was 30. 33. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you have to be at some point. And I think there's good connotations to that one too. It's just blasted in every headline. But um, no, the point I was going to make was that, yeah, so I, I moved back in with my folks who live way, way, way away from where I was. And I'd been in Cardiff for a decade at that point. So the intention was to go back, spend a bit of time there, and then go out to pubs and just find some people my own age and just sort of resettle. And I couldn't. And I was like consciously aware that like this is like a human need. This is not like something that I I want. It's not an inconvenience. Like I am completely isolated. All right, I'm in a unique position. And and I was also aware that like I have so much to be grateful for. I'm all right. I got my health. I don't have anything to worry about. Um, so like my situation isn't even that bad. What about like Single parent family living in a block of flats, right? Don't get to go outside. How many people are in that situation right mm-hmm. now? So I was acutely aware that like this sucks for me, and I'm really fortunate. Um, um, yeah. What shocked me was people's inability to see it in that way, or they weren't seeing it in that way. I don't know mm-hmm. if because my lockdown was shit. I think also I have the skepticism anyway. I was all like, I was kind of already in a habit of not trusting the government and looking for stuff like this so it was never it was never going to take too long i was also doing daily live streams about this kind of stuff and people were sending me info so i was very very lucky on that um but yeah sorry that was a rant about people's lack of empathy thoughts yeah no i mean i remember that time too because i was living with my parents too and i've been living in london for the previous 10 years and i moved back in there and um, I was working at Nestle Chocolate Factory in York, and they kept the factory open. I'm guessing because it's a big corporation, and so it was very like real to me that I was I was working sixty hours a week in a chocolate factory, and they kept it open. But then I was walking home past you know the rest of York, which has been shut down, and I and I walked, and the hospital was next to the chocolate factory too. So I used to walk into the hospital occasionally to see if it was busy. It was completely empty. And I would just go home to my parents and I would I'd be like, this doesn't make any sense, does it? And it was just like, there was no question. It was like, it, if it's almost like if you were to question it, I almost felt like if I went right, like I took a video, like going around the hospital, like filming how empty it was. And I felt like if I was to upload it to Facebook at that time, it, I would have maybe been like taken to the police station or something. Do you know what I mean? that That's like the way it felt. It felt like we were in some kind of a, communist stasi regime didn't it yeah i mean people did get arrested for that i think debbie hicks got arrested for that um for filming in a hospital that was empty and you're right there i've brought up examples on my interviews before but just these things where these situations where you were told you're a criminal but you're not i mean none of these were laws anyway it was all it was all trickery um but I, th- I think you've really hit on something with the MK Ultra thing in that people don't remember that they were forced into that state of being, do they? Mm. Don't remember it. 
it was kind of a thing is right i think some people kind of liked it in a funny way because it was almost like we it was like this special thing that was happening and if your life is a little bit you know everyone's life is a bit dull and monotonous i'm not saying that my life's any better but it's like when this thing happened it's like we're all in this together and it's like it's kind of it was a little bit exciting and like if you don't like your job and you're and you get time off work and you get paid then it's even more exciting it's like well i get a few weeks off work um but after about a few weeks i was very very anti-lockdown and i knew that i had to start doing something about it and it caused so many arguments among my you know my family and my friends and when the thing is after a few weeks i was i was like this i was livid about it but then when it was like a year later and we were like in lockdown out of lockdown back into lockdown a year later i remember like just like shouting at my, my parents like what the hell is wrong with you do you think this is reasonable to have a a, a mass house arrest going for a year even if it's like the plague or the black death this is is this do you, do you think this is reasonable and my dad was like well yeah the scientists say so but i'm going with the science and i'll never go with the science ever again after this because it's just proved that like I, I the science is just going with the science is not is, is not accurate is it no trust is completely shredded and like i have so much skepticism of my clever friends you know these are all people that did like some of them have done phds in like chemistry or statistics or just things that came up right things that if you had took one simple look at them didn't make any bloody sense i think anyone with maths a level ought to have seen right through anything in this and i've got yeah, friends I went to school with, where that is one of them I'm still in contact with, and I will bully him at this point for not looking into it. I, I like because what else am I going to do? He thinks I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, and I'm like, I think you're thick, mate. Mm. I think I honestly think you're thick at this mm. point. What else am I supposed to say? Where is the focus in your life? But um, shit got tense with my parents too. Don't worry, like <laughs> you're not. You're not the only one that was in in that boat. I want to hear about when you connected with other people, though, because like it it was a year before those huge protests in the spring. It was a whole year of lockdown, and that means it was a year before I got to know anyone in the freedom movement. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I went to my first protest in April 2021. And... Um, Honestly, that was probably one of the best experiences of my life. So there has been like positives to come out of this because I remember going down there, like on the mega bus, not really supposed to be doing this. And then like getting down there and like, I think the first person I saw, it's like we became like instant, like sort of mates. And then walking through London when everyone was like going freedom, it was like a sort of all that trauma. It was like, it was getting, we were like collectively being sort of, What's the word? Uh, like it was almost like therapy. We were like coming through the other side of it, and it we it felt like an historical moment. But then and then afterwards, we would go back. I'd go back to to my parents and my friends, and I'd tell them what happened. And then they they wouldn't this it wouldn't be in the Guardian. It wouldn't be in the BBC, or if it was in the Guardian, it would be like little thing anti lockdown protest. 
which a few far right people. That's all it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean that. So that was since then. Well, uh, you know, I started writing songs about it too because I, I like see this sound booth here. Mm. I bought this in like uh, April twenty, um, sort of mid twenty twenty, and so I just I instantly thought this is like a chance for me to actually write songs that no one else is going to write about because it's even people like Billy Bragg who are, and um, Rage Against the Machine and you know Bob Dylan and all these people who you would have thought would be like wanting to be the first person to write songs about it that they're not writing about it so I was like Until 
that is, there has been positives. You know, I'm sure when you were making your podcast, you were like, this is like a niche that not many people are doing. You know what I mean? That was a really shocking thing, actually, because as as I said, I started doing this kind of stuff about six months before the lockdown hit. And it just meant that I was in a really uh, was in a really good position for people to send me information and become a bit of a conduit for it. So I don't claim any credit for like cracking it early. I was just in a in a position where I was going to. Um, but I think I think it's been one great mission to make the most of it. Um, like, in <sighs> I don't think the scale of quite what we were facing emerged straight away certain people seemed to get it there were people who went down to Hyde Park like straight away um and they seemed to understand the gravity of what was going on but it did it did take a while for it to it was as the lockdown like lingered on and then yeah I I pretty much just like built my own little world where I made like I did my live streams and I made music shows as well so I was doing a little online radio station from uh, from a bedroom a bit like uh i don't know doing the good morning vietnam thing like we're at war what are we gonna do today guys um and then when the protests happened that was like oh thank god i don't have to live on the internet anymore i can actually like connect with some people so um but then it seems like all the interviews that I do at the moment, this is the first one I've done in ages where it hasn't been somebody who's gone through horrific trauma and we're getting through that trauma by like letting more people hear about it. That's like, that's all, all we can really do. So it's all been one great exercise in like healing trauma by by sort of carving a good path out of it and the music's been very important i'd like as soon as i saw that jam for freedom was a thing i was like okay that's gonna that's gonna matter let's go film them straight away right right yeah and that's how i had that experience with jam for freedom and meeting lucas lyon and expector veg and vegan queen and uh that was an amazing experience mm. just to just to, you know, because we just spent a week kind of, uh, and also Ellie, um, you know, just like just spending that week like recording with each other and then going on the tour, which wasn't, it wasn't that good, the tour, but I mean, like just the experience of meeting each other and it was, it was just like confirmation that actually there are other musicians doing this and even if we don't have everyone else's approval, we have each other's. Mm. And it's like, you know, it felt like a bond with each other. And obviously all the other people too. I, I've loved the musicians that I've discovered through this. Um, like you mentioned, plenty of them there. But um, there's certainly a sort of run before we can walk thing. I remember I was signed up to play at a festival, I think it was summer 2021 it was supposed to happen in like the august and we were still in lockdown in june so that didn't happen that festival never happened but it did um they did produce a lineup poster which gave me a list of musicians to like look into and to reach out to so like i know that we're going to get there eventually where we have like decent festivals and that kind of stuff but 
it's so small, isn't it? I've just bought two tickets to festivals later this year that are, you know, normal festivals. I don't think there's any chance of um, pandemic regs being brought in by August and me not being allowed to go. But like, but it's a shame we're still living in that world where if you want to see something huge and 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 artistically good as well, it's a shame because I'm I'm having to relearn the fact that like ah there's still good art going on from people that aren't speaking out and i don't know how i feel about it Mm. yeah well yeah what music i've I've been listening to it's mostly actually just the awake music at the moment i'm listening to um and yeah just i think billy bragg released an album called it was it was about the the pandemic, but it was basically about how I think he's got a song called "Freedom Doesn't Come for Free," and, it, and it's about how people should be wearing masks and stuff like this. And it's like it just seems like so many people just miss the point of what is going on, but they're still writing poli- political songs about it. And you're like, okay. I'm so glad that I'm like on the other side of that because it's like it's almost like I don't I don't want to say I told you so. But there's going to be some point where I'm going to be like, someone's going to have to be like, yeah, you were right. And, and no one, you know, the pe- people who have unfriended me, like quite a few people have unfriended me, like some of them are musicians and stuff. They're really angry with me. And I'm like, what? at some point you're going to have to realize that you were wrong and you're going to have to like, I wonder what's going to happen then. You're going to be like, oh, actually, yeah, maybe you were right. And I'm going to start writing songs about it too. Or are you just going to stay in the cognitive dissonance forever? But I just found that fascinating how, how that is all happening. Like, why why are people angry with the awake people? Because we don't want to be on house arrest, and we we think that there's a bit of. Do you know what I mean? It's like the arguments that people make are just stupid. They just say things like, "Oh, like someone said to me, oh." Jam for Freedom are a far right band, and they they got links with Tommy Robinson, and I'm like, I'm like, well, what does that mean, far right? Um, it's done that, but that's like the kind of thing you're dealing with. It's just like they're far right, or they got links to the far right. Tommy Robinson, I don't know anything about Tommy Robinson. I don't know anything about Donald Trump, really. I mean, I think you know a lot more about this stuff than me. I don't know really know about like like that that's anti-Semitism debate that you were in. I mean. I don't really know much about that either. I, I the only thing I really know about is the is the c word and the and the v stuff. Yeah, no, no, don't worry. I've I've been doing interviews all over the map for a while, and I've just picked up a thing or two. Um, it's, there's no impetus on anyone, to, and it's it, it, that's actually very important. It's like you're not involved in any of that stuff. You know, it is it is a risk if uh, we're trying to battle against the the v stuff over here and yet i'm caught up in some far right stuff over here you know it can it can be used against you in that way but i love the mental image of tommy robinson performing with jam for freedom i think there might be some some even less suitable candidates but i can't i can't see how that would ever come about i wouldn't worry about that i've never i've never heard of jam for freedom having links to tommy robinson yeah, I think it was. What did he say? I think he was in an interview with someone who used to be Trump's advisor or something. 
So therefore, it got links to the far right. I mean, it's just a yeah, no, I no. I don't even know what to say to people when they say things like that. It's like also, if I have a conversation down the pub with someone who votes conservative, or their mum votes conservative, then that does that mean I have links to the right to, to the right wing? Yes, it does. In this day and age, it absolutely yeah. does. And what's wrong with being right wing anyway? I mean, my whole life I considered myself to be a liberal left wing, and then since all this stuff happened, people have been telling me I'm right wing, and like I think the people who were saying that I'm um far right it's like i think we actually do share the same values of basic values of like treat other people how you want to be treated everyone should have freedom everyone should you know i think we do share common values mm. but for i think this divisiveness i think klaus schwab said this recently is that the world is going to get more angry over the next 10 years and then uh, that is because this divisiveness has all been uh, it's been done on purpose to get people at each other's throats. Yeah. So when I, when I'm starting to realize that recently, it's like it doesn't help to feed into it because we are because it is the ninety nine percent against the one percent. That is the really only divide, really. Yeah, you're completely right, and it's interesting that that 2016 through 20 period, like you ducked out of and sort of you took the attitude which i believe is correct which is they're all puppets and it's all theater and i don't care about politics anyway where and that was me up until brexit and trump um and i i feel like i got duped because like c word comes along and it basically cancels everything everything was irrelevant it's um we might as well call it bc and after C, uh, but we might as well at yeah. this point because it is it is a whole new world. Um, I think I, I mean the reason that I I I guess identified as right wing during that period was because uh, yeah it's that classic like I didn't leave the left the left left me. I think I was always actually at the freedom point of the access. If you got like. Uh, left here and right there then like the first time I ever voted was for the Lib Dems because I presume I knew that they were soft on weed <laughs> and that was my first vote and or they wanted to legalize it or something and it's not just because of the weed it's more liberty I think I think just inherently I've always like well whichever party doesn't want to be restrictive and at this point well they all want to be restrictive no one stood up against the, the craziest restrictions of all time it was that side brought them in and that side said they should have been harsher so yeah yeah this whole it, thing that was a thing it's like there was no anti-lockdown party and that would that was like a huge awakening to me was like there's no there's no party who is who is anti-lockdown that must mean that it's a one-party state mm. if they're all pro-lockdown and then it just means and then if you tell people you're anti-lockdown some people just yeah just, i mean I, i've got this t-shirt that says against v mandates and i'm like walking around the gym with it uh the other day and i remember thinking this is actually quite a controversial t-shirt and a few years ago could, could that have been possible to say to, uh, i'm against the forcible injection of an untested substance into people's bodies and that's controversial now mm, how oh, dare that's, that's you yeah, how dare you walk around in a T-shirt professing that? I have, I think I've come across a theory on this one, which was like, um, so there were a lot of people from this 
who were politically awake in 2019 who got duped by this thing at least for the first half of 2020 until and to be honest i do not like these people these are still political commentators that talk about elections and like what's going on as if they're experts and they never got their feet held to the fire on this one they're just very lucky to have been in conversations with enough people who were going no hang on a minute look at this this is bonkers and so they never got that jab in the end, but only because they happened to be in the circle of people screaming at them about this. But basically, here's the kicker with these people. These were very brainy people, intellectuals um, who go off sort of, yeah, book knowledge and statistics and the science. And I think that everyone who saw through this, they, they felt through it. They felt that there was something wrong. And then you do your research and you find out why. Mm. Like you, didn't, you didn't actually need to know who Klaus Schwab is or any of this stuff to know that being locked in your house was wrong and that also being locked in your house was clearly related to this needle that was coming down the road. Like It was well before the rollout started that I started becoming sceptical of, of that form of medical treatment even though I'd never thought about it prior to 2020. And I think it's all on a gut level. I think it was all intuition. Um, and the people that have to know stuff and have to defer to experts, um, I think they still don't have a clue what happened at all. Mm. No, I know. I know like most people that I were in my circle were on board with it. Um, have you heard of that guy, John Waters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I really like l l listened to him during that time, and he was saying that it was like the uh, the way that this has all been done. It's like a great symphony because it's like the people who are like are the experts. It it, it gets like the all the Guardian readers on board because they like to like. You think he used a phrase we like? They like to stick it to the rednecks by saying and so when the c word came along everyone realized oh this is our thing where we can like trust the science and go along with the science and like stick it to the to the right wing and stick it to the rednecks because that's that's our thing and and, and that's how it's all been built up and then the people who were against it, it was like you stupid inbred idiots this is a this is a pandemic so it's like the way that this has all been done it's just like it's like it's like such high level psychology yeah and i did i i did psychology at uni and i researched 9 11 i mean really it's not even doing psychology at uni that woke me up i think it was just i read about five books on 9 11 and i couldn't but like i couldn't believe that something like 9 11 could have happened and and then mo the you know 99 what's it maybe 99% of people think that those t towers fell because of jet fuel I mean, even though they fell at the speed of gravity, and I, twenty or twenty years later, I still with my friends who were really intelligent are like, well, I saw this documentary on it, and there's, you know, this expert was saying that the way that the towers fell, it's like, what are you on about? It fell at the speed of gravity. You, you that I mean, like, that's it. That's the end of the story. Building and Building Seven wasn't even hit by a plane, and it, and so where, how did that fall? And it's like, well, there was damage, and well, so what if there was damage? I mean, it's just. So what it what it boils down to is not it's not even like um, 
it's like it's like a like um, like you were saying like MK Ultra sort of trauma type issue that people have that people you know you kind of got to feel a bit sorry for them in a way because they've been they've been through a trauma. Um, yeah, and, may and maybe all of these events were trauma because, like, yeah, nine eleven. I mean, I remember it. How old are you as well? I didn't ask. I just started forty about five months ago. Okay, so were you an adult by the time it was nine eleven? Late teens. I was. I think I just turned nineteen. Yeah. Um, and it, to be fair, I, I actually believed the official story for about five years, but I remember just getting to uni. And I think the the Guardian newspaper it had the picture of the towers collapsing, and the headline was a decal a declaration of war. And I remember looking at this picture, and I had the thought for maybe a few seconds that it was an explosion. And I remember thinking that's an explosion, and then instantly it blocked out, and I just went back into my normal life. And I think that is what's happening with people with the with the lockdowns. It's like there's a few seconds where something opens up, and they go, "Oh, it's tyranny." And then it goes, and it just closes down. And, un and until they sort of go away and do some research, or they have some kind of a um, awakening, the it's they're just going to stay in that that zone, which it's kind of comfortable. But I think it's much much better to be awake. Life life just seems much better now. I, I love that you were drilling home the importance of 9-11 um, because I think you're right. It was a bit of a dividing line. I would have woken up to that in, it was after I'd finished university, I think. So 2010 or 11, maybe 12. Um, but like that one is a, is a clear dividing line because actually it's really interesting. Everyone's talking about it. There's even a South Park episode about the conspiracy theory. So you can't claim ignorance on this one. It's there. You can look into it. Uh, and it's pretty bloody obvious that something is amiss. What are your conclusions, though? Because, I mean, I remember... I, I basically I made a half hour sort of episode on 9-11 for the um, 20th year anniversary and I went into that thinking it was a controlled demolition um, and an inside job and and came out of it thinking many more things what 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 are your conclusions as someone that's done, done the deep dive um well yeah I read David Ray Griffin uh, I think it was a new Pearl Harbor and then he's got, a th I think someone tried to debunk him and then he released debunking 9-11 debunking, which is just like, once you've read debunking 9-11 debunking, that's it. He's just like, it's over. But, you know, I, I don't really care exactly what happened because I know some people say that it wasn't even planes. Uh, some people think that it was real planes and certainly it was blown up with something, whether it was thermite or the other possibility, was it some kind of free energy weapons? I don't think it really matters. Uh, I, I mean, I still think it's fascinating to like look into that stuff, but it's like all that really matters is that it couldn't have happened like they told us it did, and it must it it, it must have been an explosion, and then the media must have been in on, in on it, and you know, I think it was um what is it, project for a new American century, where they where they said. Uh, what we need is a new Pearl Harbor to allow us to do all this stuff that they wanted 
to they, they listed they wanted to do all this stuff and we needed a, we need a reason we need an excuse so it's all written there and it's just it's all out there it's been proven that's why when i'm when i'm in, in like conversations with my mates who are like well i'm not so sure and i'm like it's been 20 years all the book all the books have been written like all you have to do is go and read them i mean if you have at this point it's like if there's gonna if there's like an alien invasion that happens soon and you know i did i i've been telling people there's going to be like some kind of alien invasion and there's something in the news today actually about some thing that and they're saying experts are saying it might have been a ufo and i'm like saying i told i've been saying this on my podcast recently they might try and say it's a ufo and and the people are going to fall for the ufo thing now I don't know. It'll be a ballsy move. It's all anyone's been talking about today, but but I've curated my life so that all anyone's talking about is fake UFO invasion. They're preparing the fake UFO. Everyone is aware that it's fake. And that's been my news feed today is like, watch out. They're planning the fake UFO invasion. I think it's really ballsy. I mean, um, the pandemic was ballsy. Let's pretend there's a, there's a killer virus and just see how long we can pedal that one for. Um, that's ballsy, but Aliens is 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 new. Do you think they're going to go there? Well, like, it, I mean, do you mean to what extent? Because it's all, it is in the news now. So do you mean to the extent where they, where they say we have to lock down to protect us from the aliens? Is that, is that, is that the move? Well, I think the the idea is that it would overtake Russia, Ukraine, right? It wouldn't just be a kooky novelty story like, ooh, some flying saucers in Texas. It would be the thing that the world is dealing with. Is I mean, is that not what people are, are saying that the fake UFO invasion is going to be? Yeah, I don't know how they go. You know, because I think, you know, they've got the, the dark psychologists in the behavioral insights team who are like monitoring us to see how we're reacting to stuff. I would have thought if I was a psychologist, I would be like, I would back off all this crazy stuff for a little bit just to get let people get back to some sense of homeostasis before you try anything else. But maybe so, but maybe they're just like, we we need to strike while the iron's hot and and do something else while everyone is having all this V damage. Well, I don't think people are looking at that. I think that life is suspiciously normal at the moment. I kind of hate that I go out to work and then I do this in the evenings. And like, you know, at protests recently, I've just been saying to people, I miss my lockdown, but purely because I know I knew what I was doing. I don't want us back in one. I don't like, but you know what I mean? When it was action stations, I, I knew what I was doing. Whereas now I'm a bit discombobulated i don't know where the focus is yeah well i think actually I'm, I'm gonna get a lot more momentum this year because during the lockdowns i was drinking and smoking weed quite heavily and it was really getting me down um i wasn't very productive you know i think you know looking at your channel and stuff it seems like you you did really well you you put lots of stuff out which takes a lot of what's the word like you have the presence to do that sort of while all that was going on and i think because i was in so, so many arguments uh i got a bit depressed and just indulged in a bit of sort of uh yeah drinking and, and just what and just drowning trying to drown it out for a bit but i've sort of i've given up alcohol i've given up weed um and i'm gonna try and put out my album uh in the next few months which is called medical misinformation 
Awesome. Wait, so I've got to like that is like a real focus. Like I've got to, I've got to put that out. And there's not many indie artists who are who are doing that kind of music. So it's, I think there's like Ian Brown has put one song out. Mm. Tim Ritha. I mean, I, I really I can't hardly think of any. There's about five. So it's like I just feel like this is like my calling. Um, to to put out an album like that, you know, which is just like against all the lockdowns and against the V's and against the government and the WEF and the WHO. And so, yeah, I want to, I want to be like highly productive this year and like stay, you know, stay, stay sober and not, not allow it to get me down anymore. Well, I think it should be a hole in one when you when you deliver. Like, there's such a hungry audience for for this kind of stuff. As soon as someone pops up as like a good artist, you know, every everyone's hungry for it. Um, like Lucas did really well. I just remember that video appearing, 1984, and um, yeah. and and That's everyone, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, we need this stuff, and I think there's a lot of scope to to move into stuff like 9-11 or the real age of the pyramids or whatever, you know, for like we need artists talking about just what they think. I think mm. it, we're in a weird dead zone of it. Um, like you mentioned a few, like Billy Bragg um, being all pro this stuff. But one of the strangest things for me was like I, I followed – what were the singles that were coming out from like up and coming indie bands as we came out of lockdown? And it was all as if nothing had happened whatsoever. They weren't taking a side on anything, but it was pretty much the same lyrics as you'd get from the Arctic Monkeys in 2008 or whenever. I don't know when mm -hmm. the first one was. It was like nothing had changed whatsoever. And I was like, well, that's a really bad sign for art. Surely you've got to, you've got to say something about this so i think there's an urgent need for it and i look forward to the completion of the project mm. oh yeah me too man it's just it's like putting out making an album is one thing but then like having something that like is like protest songs and then the pe you know the people in this movement i just feel such a connection to so to do i'm doing it for them which just gives me this like sort of big bigger motivation it's not about it's not about me even though i get to write the songs and stuff i get it's uh, it's about the movement and yeah yeah it's giving something back well um yeah good luck with it i've i've really enjoyed chatting today and where can people follow you and your stuff tommy coil music is my youtube channel and i have a podcast on Odyssey and Bitchu called Tommy Coyle Podcast. C-O-Y-L-E.
Me high, but sometimes. 